Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds Talk, the live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Bet Online. Our show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the podcast version is always up for you the next morning. If you're watching tonight on YouTube, please take two seconds and hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. It really helps to help us continue to grow the show. Uh, but but do, before we do get started, let's have my co-host Nick Herbie tell you about our partner, Bet Online, who has head into the bye week. The Bengals at minus 140 to reach the playoffs and at plus 2800 to win the Super Bowl. All right, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. To receive your rewards, Bet Online is where the game starts. Bet Online is hoping to be very kind to me tonight as I uh, went against betting against team, getting betting for teams I love. So I bet on the Cavs tonight. Um, I think it's important to mention. So I just think we should kind of go behind the curtain here real quick before we get into topics. You see, Carlos is not with us tonight. Um, Nick and I had to convince Carlos to go sit for- front row at an NBA game tonight. He literally told us he did not take tickets to a front row thing because of our because of our show. We said, "Dude, we love you. You have to take those tickets." Like, I mean, it's tough. You know, when it, when you're, it's November 9th, and you have to have these in depth conversations about should the Reds keep Buck Farmer and Ian Jabot or mm-hmm. go sit front row in NBA. I get it. It's a tough call. Um, yeah. I think Carlos went with the right decision, uh, but yes, time will, absolutely. But time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, he had a chance to see John Morant play basketball and sit that close. Like this could be our World Series preview if the Reds were in there, and I'm still going to be taking doing the decision he made. So I'm uh I'm with it. All right, man. So the MLB offseason is officially here as the Astros have defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in six games to win the 2022 World Series. So Dusty Baker does get his championship and announced he's going to party and also announced he's coming back next year on a one-year deal with the Astros at 74 years old. So um, we kind of talked about the series on Friday. Only one game happens after that, you know, the Phillies got out to an early lead and then a three run Homer and everything kind of changes for the Astros. But uh, yeah, kudos to the Astros on winning. I know we're going to hear a lot of jokes about cheating again. I don't care. They won. Let's just kind of move on from it. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun series. Um, kind of cool. Uh, baseball went right up to college basketball this year. One day off, and the season starts. My, my two, uh, my two sports love. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, now it's time for the off season. Already kind of got some some stuff rolling. So that's kind of kind of fun. And I'm interested to kind of see see how this off season is. But congrats to Dusty. You know, I've I've moved on. 
Um, it, it was cool. It was cool. You know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. As I'm watching, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. It, it got me a little bit. You know, the, the guy's sure. been in the game for like almost 60 years, something like that. Like, managed so many teams and, and, and been so close. I mean, so close so many times and, and, and you know, to finally get it um, despite maybe some, some mistakes along the way. Uh, but, you know, happy for him and, uh, and his family. And, and I think he deserved it. So, so good for dusty. Yeah, I agree. It was really, like I said, a really fun series. Uh, we have a future star in our eyes now in Jeremy Pena who took the world by storm. Ah, uh, man, he's awesome. And so uh, a lot to look forward to there. Uh, let's kind of get into some of the Reds discussion here real quick. Um, obviously, the big news is that Mike Miner is officially a free agent. Leave the memories alone. So Mike Miner, we can all remember for his year tenure with the Reds, getting traded for Amir Garrett and everything that happened after that. Um, so looks like now we have additionally Chase Anderson, Hunter Strickland, Justin Wilson, Austin Roma, and Donovan Solano also became free agents. Uh, so this has got to be expected, right? This isn't like big shocking news. Yeah, I mean, there was no way the Reds are going to pay Mike Miner $13 million, yeah. uh next year. Um, look, it didn't work out. It is what it is. Uh, I hope the Reds, I, I one of our discussions this offseason, I hope the Reds do go out and get a veteran starting pitcher. So I hope, like, you know, the Mike Munner bust doesn't discourage them from doing that again. Uh, I, I still, I don't, I didn't hate the move. I still don't hate the move. It just didn't work out. It, it is what it is. Uh, better than them just pocketing that extra $10 million. <laughs> Like, at least they tried to get a pitcher, I guess, you know. So um, it didn't work out. Uh, all the other guys, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Austin Romine, I uh, wouldn't be shocked if he comes back um, just because they're electing free agency. Aaron Judge elected free agency, but the Yankees right. are clearly the favorite for him to come back. So that doesn't mean anything. I, I could see Donovan Solano coming back. Um, I could even see maybe Chase Anderson like on a, on a minor league contract coming back. The Reds seem to like him. Uh, and, and maybe even Justin Wilson. Well, Justin Wilson might, he honestly might retire. I think Mike Miner will retire. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, so no real surprises. Uh, but hey, this is the off season where uh, let's get get strapped in. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. I kind of hope Justin Wilson comes back. I think people kind of forget that he was really good before he got hurt. I know it was earlier in the year he didn't have a big sample size, but he yeah, was really solid. Yeah, it would have been a nice left handed option this year, you know for sure. Um, Reds didn't have a lot of uh, it was it was the Reaver San Martin show who was great, you know, but but he was it, you know, really really as a a uh, quality, uh, you know, left-handed reliever. So, um, yeah, I'd certainly be be all for bringing him back on a on a you know on a two million dollar deal or something like that. I think that's probably what's projected for him. Sure, uh, I think it makes sense for both sides. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be good. So, hopefully, we kind of get that decision. As far as like starting pitchers in the market, um, kind of got a little bit of. I looked a little bit. I kind of like the idea, and tell me if I'm crazy here. I don't know if the Reds would necessarily pay him what other teams would. What about Jamison Tyon coming to Cincinnati next year? Yeah, I um, uh, our our good pal Reds in four um did did a really cool Excel sheet where you can uh, uh 
basically pick a team, pick, make the Reds for under a hundred million, and he's updating it. Really, really awesome, awesome tool. And uh, Jameson Tyon's a pitcher I pick every time. He would be perfect. Um, again, when you when you kind of Jamison Tyon would be tough because I, I feel like kind of where he's at in his career, he's probably looking, you know, more for like a contender. Sure. Uh, the the Reds really are going to be looking, I think, at the one year guys looking to establish value. Um, and and uh, Jamison Tyon's been too good. Um, they almost need a guy that that uh, uh, that, that maybe has some bad numbers last year that they see upside in. That's probably the kind of starting pitch the Reds are going to get. But I I love Tyon. He would be. Uh, the absolute kind of perfect fit, uh, especially if the Reds kind of hedged a little bit, which would be, we would all, I would love that. I don't want them to go all out this year, trying to win the World Series. That would be a massive mistake if they're done. But I would love for them to sign a couple guys on on shorter deals, maybe overpay them, uh, you know, for a short deal. Um, but yeah, I do love Tyon. That would be a, that would be a perfect fit. But a lot of teams love Tyon. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know, like I said, like, Sure, there's other teams will offer more than the than the Reds will, but he'd be a, a really nice fun have for the season next year. Um, yeah, man. So that's like obviously we'll have that conversation throughout the offseason, I'm sure. Um, let's talk about the hot stove already kind of getting on the warm Eating air. Up. Eating up. Yeah. So good friend Tommy Pham has declined his option. I don't know, we might see him back in left field next year, you know. Um I I know Carlos <laughs> Carlos would be so pleased, I'm sure. Um uh, <laughs> Former Red Michael Givens declined uh, had a mutual option declined by the with the Mets. Sonny Gray going back to, uh, for to Minnesota for that twelve and a half mil. Jake Odorizzi traded from Atlanta to Texas, and Edwin Diaz resigns a five year one hundred and two million dollar contract with the Mets. So, wow, already some moves going on. Pretty pretty wild moves. Yeah, I I'll be the party pooper. I hate that Edwin Diaz contract for the Mets. Um, I mean, unless their payroll is going to be five hundred million and they're literally just going to throw their money out the window, uh, there are not a lot of long term reliever contracts that work out. Uh, I don't. I don't get that one at all. Um, that's whew, that's that. I just man, that's so much money and like he's a guy that uh uh. He's got like, like two years ago was terrible. You know, like yeah. relievers are volatile. I mean, he was as good as they get this year, but not a guarantee that in two years they'll be this good. So we had a really cool walkout song. So, you know, like that's, that's probably worth 25 million right there. Yeah. I, I love him. I, I think he's an awesome reliever. Uh, two years, 50 million. Yeah, sure. You know, I like, but says it that, it has a chance to really age poorly, so hopefully it doesn't for the Mets. Although I don't know, they're in the National League, so I, I hope all their contracts go to hell. <laughs> I gotta ask good friend John Tancredi, friend of the pod, what his thoughts are on this. I'm sure he's got thoughts on it. So everyone loves contract. Everyone loves contracts when they first happen. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Everyone Except for Votto, everyone was pissed about that one, even though he fully outperformed it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but getting kind of wild out there, man. Obviously, some big things happening. Uh, this is kind of cool. I saw Joel Sherman put this out today. Uh, so MLB plans to have automated ball strike technology in all 30 AAA parks next season. Current plan is multiple times a week. Games will only be automatic automatic uh, ball strikes uh, technology. Multiple times at-bats with hitter-pitcher challenge system. So, what do you think of this? 
I don't like the challenge system. Like, just go yeah. all either go all in or don't go all in. Like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, oh, you can challenge twice. Like, keep it the same for every pitch. Don't make one pitch in the first inning different than a pitch in the eighth inning. Like, they all count. So, I don't like that. I mean, again, though, good to test the stuff out in AAA. Uh, hopefully, you can kind of get these guys on board with it. Uh, like, I think we're going to see with the pitch clock. A lot of these guys in AAA, they're used to it. They're like, hey, hey, dude, it's not a big deal. You you know, you get them to kind of buy in on it, uh, and that'll help as well. So uh, it's coming. It's finally it's finally coming. Uh, we've uh, we, we've wanted it for a long time. At least I have. Um, and I think it'll just make the game so much better. We won't have, you know, it, honestly, it'll, it'll be healthier. We have we myself included. We have an unhealthy relationship with umpires. Like they have mm-hmm. such a they have such a terrible job. Like the calling balls and strikes. Like they get the calls right ninety five percent of the time, unless you're a certain umpire. And like we we crap on them the the few times that they they don't get it right. And I couldn't do better. So um, why why make it to where you can have you know volatility towards these these poor guys? When you have the technology, uh, so hopefully they can uh, uh, they can um, hone it this year and have it, it ready to go and and rolling. Because the one thing you don't want is you don't want to you, you don't want to bring this to the major leagues and that there be controversy every night. So you want everything right. really ironed out first uh, because you know you know some people will uh, uh, really uh, uh, not be as okay with it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> This is a good comment from David Brown. Mets ownership got caught up with the theatrical entrance of Diaz in some way Bob C got caught up with the Chapman and refused to trade him at the deadline. David. Yeah. I think he's I on th- it. Yeah. I thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I kind of don't blame Bob for it because do you guys remember how cool that was in the ninth inning? Like that was pretty awesome every night when you're up three to one. If you're there thinking you're gonna get some La Rosa's pizza, you need two strikeouts. You didn't even have to stay for the game. You knew you were walking home getting that free pizza. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was more of like the Heath Hembry ninth inning guy, but, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of dope. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it was awesome. It was, it yeah. was electric. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it again next year. Maybe. Lexus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Moving along. All right, so here is the offseason calendar. Uh, free agency officially begins tomorrow. So Let's free go. agency can be insane with any team with after f- five days after the World Series. Uh, the 15th, the 40-man rosters need to be finalized. Um, the 18th, we have the non-tender deadline. Winter meetings, December 4th through 7th with the lottery on the 6th, and December 7th being the Rule 5 draft. And January 13th, the arbitration dollar submissions. So all that being said... We got a little exercise here we're going to do on the show today. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, if you're watching, I put together this this graphic. Uh, these are the players that I, and I would assume most people think, are, are locks to be uh, put on the 40-man roster after that deadline on the 15th, which is before our next show. So uh, by the time we have a, a next show, we should have some 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 red news of some sort. Uh, because as you'll see, the Reds are going to have to uh, 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 DFA a couple people to make room. Mm-hmm. So uh, the players currently on the forty-man roster that that we that that are locks. I'll just read through them real quick. 
uh, Antone, Ashcraft, Alexis Diaz, Green Lodolo, San Martin, Santion, Sims, Warren, Tyler Stevenson, Barrero, India, Steer, Votto, Fraley, and Friedel. Uh, Sims and Antone are both arbitration non-tender candidates, but they're not going to get non-tendered. So I just went ahead and put them on the locks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, players to be added to the 40-man roster that have to be protected from the Rule 5 draft are Ellie De La Cruz, Noel V. Marte, Brandon Williamson, Levi Stout, and uh, Yvonne Johnson. Now, that's what MLB.com projected uh, were the five for the Reds. Uh, Daniel Veloheen was not on that list, but is also a player that has to be protected or can get picked up. And as a catcher, you would think he'd be the kind of guy that would get picked up. So it, it could sure. be, it certainly could be a lot more than five. Uh, I think last year was five total with the Reds, uh, but they didn't have nearly the the star power there was there wasn't an Ellie De La Cruz last year and a Novelli Marte so uh, it'll be interesting to see who they who they choose on that list so then you get to the the remaining players and basically what comes down to is the Reds are going to have to uh cut four players DFA four at least four players now if they decide to keep six players uh uh, to pr- in the minor leagues to protect them, they need to get rid of five and and so on and so forth. Uh, but the the non tender candidates, we'll read through them real quick. We have Farmer, Sessa, Farmer, so Buck and Kyle Hoffman, Senzel, Derek Law, uh, Justin Dunn, and Aquino. And then the players currently on the forty man roster: uh, Fernando Cruz, Kyle Dowdy, Daniel Duarte, Ian Jabot, Vladimir Gutierrez, Joel Kunal, Dory Moretta, Connor Overton, Jared Solomon, Aleo Lopez, Matt Reynolds, Alan Serta, Stuart Fairchild, Michael Ciani, and Mike Moustakas. So at least four of those players are going to get cut unless there's a trade. The Reds could trade Alexis Diaz before all this, and just as an example, and then there's one. We're ducking and hiding that day. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one less player uh, that, that you need to. Or. We've also started seeing teams cutting players and teams picking up. Reds could pick some up and then need to cut someone else. So that, that number is fluid. But right now we think it's probably four, maybe five, maybe six even. So, Tim, who's the four guys that you see that, that you think would be uh, the most logical for the Reds to part with right now? All right. So I'm going to clear one thing out real quick before we get into it. Uh, Mike Moustakis will not be cut. They're not, they don't, they're not going to pay the cap penalty for him to sit at home. Um do I think it would be a good idea just to kind of cut ties because you don't feel like you're going to be competitive next year? Sure, that's fine. But that's not how this works. I don't know, maybe they try to wrestle Westbrook him where he's just like a designated hitter against right-handed pitching only, and maybe that'll be his success route. Um, but I'm not counting my getting my hopes up for that by any means. So I think you're going to kind of be looking at guys, right, who can kind of contribute or maybe just be a fill-in for the Major League roster next year before 24. And so I think you look at guys that can kind of like Kyle Dowdy. I don't necessarily see what his role is as a red for the Reds in 23. Um, I think uh, I know everyone liked him because he had the lettuce, but I got to count out Ian Jabot. Just not there with him. Um, then from there, it's kind of difficult because I think Alejo Lopez, Matt Reynolds, like you can certainly make cases. They'll be on the Reds ball club next year for sure. Um <laughs> Thanks, Reds and Four. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Am I way off base if I say Joel Kunal? Like, is that a crazy one? No, not at all. Uh, 
he's one of the ones that I I was looking at this was like, yeah, I wouldn't lose sleep over. I mean, he's had a ton of chances. Um, yeah. Like, with the Reds alone, like. Yeah. All right, and then. Yeah, all right. I was going to say Jared Solomon would probably be my next one, and Sydney jumped right on in the chat, so. <laughs> Reds at four, the soul. I have I have Joe Bo in my four, too, uh, kind of for a different reason. So there's a lot of different ways that you could look at this, and the first thing that we don't know is what the Reds' budget is, and that has a lot to do with a lot of this. Uh, Kyle Farmer at, at $6 million almost, uh, if your budget's $70 million next year, you really gonna pay Kyle Farmer six million when you have uh, uh forty to Votto and Mustakis? <laughs> you know how how are you gonna field the rest of your team? So that kind of comes into it. Um, looking through the non-tender candidates, only two guys on that on the list that I really am passionate about the Reds keeping is Buck Farmer and Justin Dunn. Everyone else, um. I wouldn't lose any sleepover, and a lot of it's their their, their price tag too, not necessarily the their production. Uh, I just think that they're replaceable at that at that price. Uh, but as far as just the four that that I would cut if I was in charge, I look at one thing in particular. I look at how many options the players have left because that's really important. Um, Kyle Dowdy, like I, I I really honestly know nothing about Kyle Dowdy. But I know Kyle Dowdy can start the year in AAA. Uh, Ian Jabot cannot. Ian Jabot is out of options. Is Ian Jabot really going to be on the Reds roster the entire year next year? That, that's it. that's where. So I had um, I had Jabot. I had Matt Reynolds, who I really like Matt Reynolds, but he's out of options too, and it's just hard to see. Is he really going to be on the roster all year next year? Uh, who was my third one? Oh man, at Derek Law. He's also out of options, and he's more expensive. He's like twenty thousand or uh, uh, two hundred thousand above uh, the minimum. And then I'd cut my Mixakis now. I would. They're not. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to at least make him get his butt to Arizona, <laughs> sit through spring training, and maybe cut him at the end of spring. Um, maybe see if someone wants him. Would you know? Call Kansas City. They're going to get all nostalgic, you know, reunion tour, one time only. We don't want to be your Garrett back. I'm not saying that reunion tour, but you feel me. Yeah, I mean, you you have Mustakis, you uh, uh, you send us some barbecue, and we'll have, yeah. a bar- we'll have a barbecue night at the ballpark. Dude, $20 million uh, for the barbecue for every, like, come on. Smokehouse at GABP, let's do it. I was just thinking like two hundred thousand dollars worth of barbecue, and, and and I think we have a, we have an even deal. So that's kind of where I'd be looking at it. But I mean, you can go a lot of different ways. The other thing also to consider is which players uh, could you cut and uh, sign right back to a minor league deal. Uh, Kyle Dowdy, Fernando Cruz, they they might be in that as well. Uh, so that's another another thing to uh, uh, consider. I think Stuart Fairchild, looking at like on his names, I think he did enough to to keep around. He's got options. Um, I think he has an option. I don't. I, his mom listens to the show, so I got to be nice. Yeah, he was nice. He was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, David David Brown, good good point. Sessa free agent in twenty twenty four. Yes, he is. This is his last year. Uh, I think a lot of these guys. I think Sessa. Uh, I think Kyle Farmer. I think Jeff Hoffman. I think Nick Zell. I think Aristides Aquino even has some trade value. It may not be much. But but it could be something that that makes it okay. We get something 
he's a good person just to get rid of. We have to get rid of someone anyways. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of action here in this next week. So that, that's kind of what I'm excited. So uh, we'll see kind of how it is. Uh, love to hear your guys' uh, uh, list. Sydney cut Farmer and re-sign him. I'm Which assuming, Farmer are we talking here? I'm assuming Buck. I, I, I don't know if you would just re-sign him. He was really, really good in the second half of the season. Yeah, he was. I, 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 I Buck Farmer is like the one day one on this list that I really, really want. I want to. I want to see. I want to see out the Buck Farmer experience for for good or bad. Yeah, I. Uh, I wonder. So we talked about you know. I said I wouldn't be mind necessarily, Moose kind of moving on, uh, and you said that you would cut him. So like, is that like something where, you know, you take a year and you see if you know. At some point, whenever you call up Matt McClain, see if he can play third base for the future for you. Maybe Jonathan Indy gets moved to third base after you let Moose go and you put Matt McClain at second base. Just kind of thinking outside the box here. I I think I think I think Indian ends up in left field. I do too. But you know, I know our our our, our pal Clay had a had a, a suggestion on that as well, and we've talked about that before. And that just seems like the most logical left field and DH split it up half and half and. Call it a day. Sign up for that. You got a billion other infielders that are going to be better defensively. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, Serta is definitely you're keep you're holding on to Serta. Uh, hasn't even touched the big leagues. Has got all that control, um, power through the roof. You you need to see what you got, especially with the roster the Reds have. They have plenty of other guys that can cut before Serta. So um, if you came here and asked if the Reds are going to be taking a swing at uh, Jacob Degrom. Uh, this is not the show for you. I apologize. I'm interested. I'm, Jacob Durham's contract is going to be fascinating to me because uh, I think it's going to be a bad contract. Yeah, it's going to be pretty rough. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of those contracts. Yeah, we got Degrom, and then three years later, their fan base is turning on him. So mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> my favorite baseball player of all time coming to my hometown team. I, I like Kyle Gibson. That's the kind. Kyle Gibson's the exact type of pitcher, you know. Kind of had a e e year last year. Uh, you know, you bring him in, you you hope that that he can find something, but he's kind of that veteran that just kind of helps fill up the rotation. You know, a guy you can count on a little bit. Um, yeah, Kyle Gibson's exactly in that 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 mold that I'm looking for. Good, good, good suggestion. Yeah, I like it. Also important to note that uh, 2024. It's the last season of the Reds paying Ken Griffey Jr. So books are about to get very, very empty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, watch. Let's take a look at it real quick. Um, We've talked all quite a bit about his play in the Dominican League, and he's still doing the damn thing. Uh, 60 ABs, 444 OBP, 533 slugs, seven stolen bases. Um, I don't know how many ways we can say Ellie De La Cruz is really good at baseball. But um, Ellie De La Cruz is really good at baseball. Yeah, and O'Neill Cruz has now joined that team. Uh, so oh, really? That, yeah. <laughs> I don't like think I don't think he's played yet. I saw a tiny bit of the game earlier. I don't think he was in the lineup yet today. I think he's still, you know, getting this his feet wet, and I think he did like a scrimmage or something. But, but yeah, uh, Ellie's team is in first place. Uh, the Dominican League runs through the end of December. Um, and then they have the playoffs. It's a long playoffs, and they start like at the end of December. We I don't know how long Ellie's going to play. A, a lot of times, I, I from what I understand, when it gets into the playoffs, um, it's 
not a lot of times the major leaguers are, are the players left, or sometimes new major leaguers come and, and they kind of you know go back and forth. I know one of Ellie's teammates, uh, Paven Smith from the Diamondbacks, has already left. He came and played for a while, and like I said, yep, I I got enough reps, I'm good, and and uh, uh, headed back home. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, just man, fun to watch. It'll be cool to see him get to play with O'Neill Cruz, kind of maybe. You start a little friendly rivalry, uh, you know, kind of as these two players, uh, you know, progress and uh, uh, are, are division division rivals. But uh, man, you just you can't say enough good things about about Ellie being that four forty four on base percentage, uh, really showing some um, some some good uh, patience to the plate, drawing some walks um, in an environment where it's it's intense. You know, it's it's, it's really intense. That he's he's having a lot of quality at bat. So uh, man, just. So excited. Can't wait for him to get here. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient, but, and it's hard. Is that going to be like a surprise pod next year? Call up day. We're just going to like, be like, he's finally here. We all jump on the mics. Well, I mean, I'm jumping in the car. (laughs) So you'll have to get me on the phone, you know, driving 95 miles an hour down I-71. I think we can make that happen. All right, so David Brown does bring up a... The Reds could delay the clock on several prospects until June. Still DFA moves to make room on the MLB roster. That's not, that's not a bad point. Yeah. They can also right. just play Stuart Fairchild or someone until the prospects are ready. Yeah. Um, one thing I kind of... I, I, I don't know. I just... I, I wonder... This would be a great question for, for Carlos if he wasn't ditching us tonight. <laughs> just kidding. But I, I wonder a guy like Moose that especially if he just comes out and he's really bad, like he was last year and there's no signs of life. I wonder what that does. Like, remember like at the end of, uh, I don't want to say your Navy, like, like the end of the, the, the 2008 like reds and you can say it. It's fine. You're not, I'm not going to get mad. I know exactly where you're getting at. He's getting 3.6 million from the team next year. I know. But you know, I, I, I just, I want, is that a good thing? Like, no, what what good is what purpose is he really serving? You know, and and so like he's gone after next year. You're, it's not like he's helping you compete. So I don't know. I'm ready to rip the bandaid off. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too too hard. I don't, I don't know, but I'm not. I don't think you're the only one that feels that way. Yeah. So I think you know, it is you know, it's an interesting conversation. It's a conversation we haven't seen much of in our lifetime with the Reds. I mean, yeah, Griffey's the only one, right? Because Votto's going to play out his contract through this season coming up, and that's the end of his contract. And I don't necessarily see a situation where they pick up his uh, pick up his option, but we'll see. Um, so Reds and four new CBA rules should incentivize getting Ellie up and getting a shot at National Rookie of the Year. I I I cheers to that. I cheers to that. Yeah, but I, again, the most important thing service time rookie of the year incentive whatever it is the most important thing is making sure he's ready and calling him up at the right time and not screwing this generational talent up you've got to call him up at the right time you got to make sure it's right uh, you've got to do your, your 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 research and your homework and, and and your psychology analysis and everything that goes with it uh i don't care about any of the other stuff it's it's all about him and the right time for him and his development that's that's the most important thing yeah, because it's got to be something where like it's out of your hands if it doesn't work out, right? God forbid. Like, yeah, I I think the Reds did everything right with Nick Senzel, the way they moved him through the minors, and just hasn't worked out here. Like, I don't think it's something where the Reds did him wrong. 
I think it just didn't, you know, hasn't hasn't clicked. And it sucks because the Nixons that we read about every day through single A through triple A was like, this is going to be great. It has not been. Um, but maybe next year he's like, all right, fine. F it. I got this. I'm not counting on it, but I'm going to hold out hope. Yeah. Maybe we can send him to the Arizona Fall League. And hey, speaking of the Arizona Fall League. Ooh, great segue. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I think tomorrow, I believe, is the last day of the regular season. I'm sorry. I didn't even check the standings. I don't I don't know if the, the Desert Dogs are in the hunt or not. Um, I haven't watched a ton of the Fall League. I've tried to watch as much Ellie as I can. But, uh, uh, you know, not great numbers all around. Um, Reese Hines, a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of walks. Um, you know, shown kind of that light tower power that we've heard about uh coming up um but i he seems like he's probably a little ways away uh, matt mcclean has had a good like last couple of days i know he, he hadn't had a single home run and hit two in like the last week um really good on base percentage uh matt mcclean's a guy that i think has an outside shot maybe making the opening day roster if he has a great camp uh i i see no reason to hold him back uh you know being a, a college player um, a guy that relies a lot on on his on base skills. Uh, so I think he could. Melvin Marte. The numbers aren't aren't spectacular, but I do like the the twelve walks and the twelve strikeouts. I do like that a lot. That's, sure, that's really encouraging. And uh, every time I open up Twitter, I see a tweet from some scout or someone famous talking about how impressed they are with Marte. So uh, he's gonna be special. Uh. Guess he probably opens the year at Double A, and uh, man, we'll be watching him as well. Uh, it'd be kind of cool if uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be kind of cool if they do start Elliot at a at a Double A again, just for a little bit. I think they'll probably start him at Triple A and, and Marte at Double A. But it'd be kind of cool if they had them. Kind of cool if they had uh, Marte, uh, McLean, and uh, uh, Ellie all in the field at the same time. That would be pretty cool. That'd be worth the road trip to Chattanooga yeah. or Louisville, like. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's like when you would go see the like the bats in like oh seven, right? With like Bruce and Votto and like all the, all those guys. Yeah, this is that same vibe. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I don't think it's you know made up. I think there definitely is that kind of excitement. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. Um, all right, so kind of got that quick update there, and then um, I think that kind of wraps it up. I know we're kind of. Dealing with everything with the now that the World Series is over. Hopefully, here's will get back to our regular schedule a little bit more. Um, kind of get that checked out here this week. So we are back to next week. We we'll back on Thursday at nine o'clock, and then before thanks the week fourth of Thanksgiving, uh, we'll be at nine o'clock, and then the twenty eighth will also be at nine o'clock as well. And then starting December, we'll be back to our seven o'clock. That's the week after Reds Fest. So hopefully, we'll have some cool photos and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, have some fun. Some fun stories. Hopefully, we'll get to see some of you guys at Reds Fest. Uh, uh, look, it was so cool to get to to meet the the five people that watch our show uh, when we came down. That, and that. none of them knew who I was. They all <laughs> knew who you and Carlos were, but they didn't know who I was. That was well, like, well, you painful. look so much like you look so much like Jeff Carr. I mean, that's <laughs> that's true. That's, that's the true. Yeah, I know. Um, I have a better beard than he does, though. So, yeah, you hear that, Jeff? Okay. Calling mm-hmm. you out. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, our shows are presented by our good friends at Bet Online. So please 
Use that promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, if you like we said earlier, if you're watching us on YouTube tonight, take a second to give us that subscription. Uh, it takes a couple seconds, and it goes a long way for us. Podcast provider of choice, please give us a nice, solid five-star review. It goes a long way for us as well. And, of course, if you want to support the brand, latenightreds.merchmake.com, where you can get some gear. Um, we are big fans of it. We'll be wearing plenty of it. I'm going to get some stuff for the Rocket Reds tonight, for sure. That way, maybe that way people will know who I am. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Dick. I appreciate it. We'll have Carlos back next week. Can we hear all about his NBA experience? Because I've wanted to do that my whole life. Uh-huh. Have a good one, everybody. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.